0: episode 60 of today in the scene i'm joe with the indie arcade wave and i just want to say thank you to everyone that's checking us out um we appreciate subscribes like shares things like that and we're going to jump right into it this week so this week we're speaking with Lindsay, who's the arcade manager at decades arcade in charlotteville virginia uh this awesome arcade has a whole bunch of stuff i jumped onto their live stream the other day because they had the new mandalorian pin which i had not actually seen in action and i had to so i had to sit on there for a minute. And they've got a ton of pins, new, old, classic arcade games. They've got some modern games, and they've got so much other stuff like uh, dome hockey and foosball, uh, things that you would love to see at an arcade. So anybody that goes to arcades could find something fun to do here. Um, I guess I'll introduce Lindsay now. How are you doing today, Lindsay?
1: Hi, I'm good.
0: Yeah, I just want to say thanks for jumping on here um, so we can talk about your arcade. Um, I don't think I've really talked to anybody in Virginia except for maybe Chris Myers, um, who runs... uh, starport that might be west virginia i might be mixing them up i was gonna
1: say i don't think that's yeah (laughs)
0: um he, he might be in west virginia um but before we jump into it i just want to say thank you for checking us out um if you would like share subscribe things like that it means the world to us and i guess let's get into it Lindsay. so let us know about yourself you're the arcade um manager of decades arcade just let us know who you are and what you do there
1: Yeah, so my name's Lindsay. Hi, y'all. I am from Danville, Virginia, which is two and a half hours south of where we are in Charlottesville, Virginia. We're in Central Virginia. And um, I've been arcade manager here at Decades since July of last year, but I've worked here since December of the year before that. Um, So I've been at the arcade for a little while now. And and what I do here, I do a lot of things. Um, So there's There's an owner of the arcade and then I'm the manager and then I have one arcade guardian right now. I also had an arcade assistant during the summer who just went back into school. Um, So I am basically doing all the social media, all the business planning, um, any sort of like interaction with the community, setting all of the training standards, all kinds of stuff like that. I work private parties. I work um, Saturday public hours and what else? I've, I also am learning how to repair. So we have, um, we have a group of volunteers who do most of the repair here. And there's, I think we have maybe five now. We, we were down to like two or three at one point just because of COVID. And so I started learning to do it and I've been learning little things here and there. And I'm sure you guys know, this is something that takes a really long time to learn how to repair some of these older machines. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun doing that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you made the exact point that I wanted to ask about next, which is how much time it takes to like, kind of learn all this stuff, especially with pinballs. I know there's way more going on with a pinball machine than there is with like a normal arcade. And I feel like it's kind of a a niche hobby to really get into the repair side of it. It really is. (laughs) What was it that brought you into that? Why did you want to get into that, that side of the arcade?
1: Well, uh, when I first started working here, I didn't know how to do anything with these machines. Um, I'd played them before, obviously, but I'd never had anyone open it and show me what was going on or anything like that. Um, I, my background is in English, environmental science, um, stuff like that, education. I did not have a, backgr- have a background in electrical, anything. And so one of the volunteer techs, you know, starts showing me everything. And I was like, oh, my. God, this is so cool. Like it just, it just got me, you know? And so, um, I just went from there. I, I, I really love learning and I'm one of those people that's kind of like a jack of all trades. And as soon as I found that there was this whole world of stuff that I I had no idea they were so complex, um, I, I was hooked. So it's just gone from there.
0: Yeah. It's just a domino effect. You knock one over and there's something else you want to learn. And it's, I mean, Mm. it's a rabbit hole, really. There's so many games that people will probably never see, honestly, that were released. And there's always something else to learn. So tell us about Decades Arcade. Like, how did it come to be? I know you said you just joined, what is it, in the last two years, basically, you've joined them.
1: Well, it Um, hasn't been around for that long. So, So Decades Arcade, as it is, opened in October of 2018. So I actually only joined on a year after that. Um, but before that, it was around for about a year it called Paul's Pinball Palace. And our owner's name is Paul. So um, Paul is a doctor, I call him Paul, but he's actually Dr. Paul Yates with a PhD and an MD. Um, so he, this was just his hobby. He had a couple of pinball machines at home and then like a couple turned into more and more and more. And his wife was like, get these things out of here <laughs> because it was starting to like overwhelm the garage. And so Paul's Pinball Palace was born. Um, he had like I told you, there are the volunteers. And so there's a couple different guys who also collect pinballs and, you know, fix them. So he got all of them together. Some of the guys um, donated machines. Some of them has had theirs like, you know, on lend to the arcade. And that's how the first place was born. Um, there were about 30 machines over at Paul's Pinball Palace, which is also in Charlottesville, just down the road. And quickly outgrew the space that was there. And we are now in a big warehouse. So, like, what you see behind you is the main room, which has our pinball machines. We have a little over 30 in here. But we also have um, five or six more rooms. I'd, it depends on what you count as a room. But we have over 100 games now. So it's grown quite rapidly.
0: That's really funny that he's a doctor. Cause that reminds me mm-hmm. of Brian from uh, paradise arcade here in Minneapolis, who we, we met a while back and he does a ton of game repairs and stuff like that around here, just as a hobby on the sides, his spinal yeah. surgeon, but like he collected so many games that he needed to find somewhere to go with them.
1: That's exactly the same thing that happened here. Um, Paul is an eye surgeon and he is, his BS is in electrical engineering. So He first was into electrical stuff. And then, you know, this was just his hobby on the side as he, you know, operates on eyes at UVA, the University of Virginia. That's where we're right next to
0: either repairs electronics or repairs people's eyes. You know, he just likes to fix things with his hands, I guess.
1: Surprisingly similar, you know, tiny little, you know.
0: So I guess the next thing is games. We've talked about pinball a little bit. Um, What kind of games do you guys have on the floor? You said you have over a hundred. And are there any games that you are looking at right now to potentially bring in in the future?
1: Um, So (laughs) we have to start off with what we have on the floor. um, Like I said, the main room here that you see behind me is our pinball room. We go from, let's see if you can see it 1957 back here with uh, silver And then we go all the way up to 2021 as the Mandalorian that we just got. We have something from every decade in between, which is how we got the name decades. And um, then that's our main room. What is on this side of me right now is called the blue room. That's where we have a lot of our interactive stuff, like the punching game and the arm wrestling game and the air hockey and the the bubble checks hockey. And we have pump it up. That's something new that we got this year. Um, The two player where you can dance next to someone else, ski ball, all kinds of stuff. Um, then that's a really popular room with, um, with everybody, but especially like the younger kids, I like to try and point out to the younger kids, like, here's the stuff you might like. Then we have a room we call the red room, um, or the retro room. That's mostly eighties stand up arcade classics. And then we have what we call produce alley. Cause this used to be a produce warehouse and there's still a big sign that says vegetables. And <laughs> there's some um, nineties games back there. Um, we have, we have a staircase that goes up. And then if you see behind me, we have two more rooms upstairs where we have, um, a console set up. We used to have more consoles before, um, we'd have three set up, but COVID, you know, we didn't want to have like that big gathering space. And then we have a jukebox up there. Um, and then in the, where you might be able to see right up here, a super PAC man, we have some more, um, eighties and nineties stand-up cabinets in there. So we have over 60 cabinets. And then we have over 30 pin, I think we were at 35 pinball machines the last I counted. And it, add, like all the games added up together. The last time I counted was 108. Um, now with that being said, you ask the question of what are you thinking about bringing next? Well, we have something we affectionately call the graveyard, which is another storage space, like an entire room just full of projects. Um, it's kind of overwhelming when you go in there and, uh, we, we just have so many projects. I would say that we probably have more projects than we can deal with, but right now what we're in the process of and what we started doing during COVID once we like, you know, had the downtime to do it is to look and see what we wanted to keep, what we wanted to sell, what we wanted to put on the floor, um, what we wanted to take off the floor. And so we end up rotating things in and out. Uh, I would say every couple weeks, like there will be something, either a cabinet or a pinball machine that rotates out. As far as something new, um, (laughs) we have our volunteer force of techs and they all, um, because they do have this, it's like a, what's the word? I can't remember. What's the word called when I can't remember what the word is. It's not collab. It's, um, Collective. God, I couldn't think about it. Sorry. It's late here. It's like 930 now. Um, So we have that collective sort of thing where they get input into what happens on the floor since they put in a lot of their time here. And we have different things that people want. I really want to get a Willy Wonka pinball machine. Um, Then somebody else, I think it's Ethan who really wants Alien. Um, Everybody has like the one thing that they want. And so what we do is we just kind of see what comes up for sale and see what the price is and how easy it is to get it. And we'll get something, you know, every couple months months, switch things out.
0: Yeah, it's always, always nice to keep it fresh. And like you said, with all those projects, yeah. it's, it's easy to take on a project. It's hard to finish it. So you always have way more projects than you actually mm-hmm. finish. Um, and just in the arcade hobby in general, like if you find a cabinet, and it's a good deal. It's hard to say no, even if you got to fix it. Um, which is why
1: we have a whole room full of games (laughs) (laughs) and
0: you're ready to to fix them up and move them back out there i guess um on the topic of games you kind of we're talking about what other people wanted and you want the willy wonka and stuff what are your top five favorite games that are on the floor right now and why are they your top five
1: okay so number one is metallica uh, metallica pinball that everyone makes fun of me because i talk about metallica and play metallica so much I just, I you know, I've played everything in here. I've played all of these games and that's the one I always go back to. Um, I love that it cusses at me. I know that's funny, but like, I love that it cusses at me. I love the, um, you know, like the, the balance of the flashy light and like the chaos. I love uh, the rock music. I would say that for someone who's into gaming, I'm not super into like the sci-fi aspect of stuff. I really like, uh, I'm, I'm the big like, rock fan so i really like the metallica machine that's my number one um i did have a high score like one of the high scores on it until it went into pinball league and then all the pinball league guys beat me out because they played it so much i was upset about that um so that's my number one is metallica and uh then my number two would probably revenge from mars right now so we have the revenge from mars in 3d pinball that it has a CRT monitor at the top that's reflected into the top. Or no, it's at the top of it and it reflects down. Sorry, I had to think about it for a minute. Um, And it has so many modes. And it also has a lot of just like silly, funny things. It has Bill Clinton impersonations in a bunch of different modes. Um, I really like the, I'm a big fan of, like I said, of flashy lights and a whole bunch of chaos going on. Um, but I also just like the silliness of it and there's that nostalgia value because that's when I was in like middle school. Um, So I love that. And then there are some ones behind me that you see right here. This is kind of like our older row of electromechanical machines. I really like Slick Chick. Um, I don't think you can see yet. Can you see? No, that's fast draw. So Slick Chick is on the end here and um, it's from the 60s and It's funny because people are like, how do you like a really fast, loud, bouncy Metallica? And then you go over here to Slick Chick, which seems so slow. And for me, it's from the other side of it of learning how to fix it. Um, What I really like about the electromechanicals is that they don't have any of the computer aspect of it. And for me, who's just learning, I can pull out the schematic and I can actually sit there. And that's not to say I can always fix what's going on but at least I can sit there and um, learn and, and understand as the tech does. Um, the guy who takes care of these, his name is also Paul. We have two Pauls. His name is Paul Furlan and he's just a master, like he's a master. And so I've been learning from him how to fix the electromechanicals and I really, really enjoy those um, as a result of seeing it all from the inside and being able to work on it. Um, so that's, I, that's all pinball. Um, Then I would say the last one to put in my top five would be Wacky Gator. Um, If you are not familiar with Wacky Gator, it's got five gators that like come out of a hole and you just hit them and then they go back in the hole. Uh, It's, it's not like it gets really advanced, but I just love that game. Um, It was also because I remember playing it when I was little. I think it came out in 1990. Um, I remember playing it when I was little. So when I saw it come into the arcade, Paul bought it and I was like, yes, that one's mine. Um, And it was one of the things that I fixed mostly by myself for the first time. So there's also that I really enjoyed learning about uh, the the way that it works. There's a two lever system where like you hit and then a lever goes and that makes this lever go like this. And then there's an optical sensor on that side that breaks um, and that registers the hit. So I just, I thought that was super cool.
0: Yeah, I mean to finally like understand how the inner workings work yeah. with a game like that. It's funny you brought that up because I actually just played it like three days ago at Kansas Can't Can't yeah? Land in St. Paul. <laughs> um, theirs needs to be fixed. There were a couple broken gators on it, but it was still fun to play it because I hadn't played it since I was really little. Yeah,
1: well, and uh, I mean, like on ours, it's all original plastic, and then we had the same thing that a gator broke, and I was like, "What do we do about this?" We ordered some replacement parts from, um, I think they were from China and they did not fit and we were like well great so we had to find another set of original gators to put on there to make sure that they would actually fit I mean plastic from you know like over 30 years ago yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) doesn't hold up perfectly Mm -mm. right um I guess another thing that I'm curious about with you is where did your video game history start like what are some of the earliest memories you have that push you in the direction of like really enjoying video games
1: So it's, I'm sure this is a common one, but classic Nintendo, Mario, Duck Hunt, you know that one where, uh, where the cartridge is like in half and there's like Mario on the top and then there's Duck Hunt. Yeah, I think Um, that was a release with
0: the NES (laughs) if I'm not wrong.
1: Yeah, so that's what I had. Uh, That's what I had growing up. I had a Super Nintendo and then my favorite one on that was Donkey Kong Country. Um, I love Donkey Kong Country. I played that so many hours of my childhood. Uh, from there I didn't have well I did there was a place in Danville called Pocket Change and there's this game that I remember playing and I still haven't been able to figure out what it was. So like a game that little mine that I've still been trying to figure out what it was. and I don't really remember a lot of the details, I just remember what it looked like. Anyway. Um so Pocket Change was a place I used to go to with my dad and um with my brothers when I was little. So I had all that like classic 90s kid you know formation. And then when I was in high school I played a lot of PlayStation 2 and I played um, I played Warcraft 3 and then in, uh, I played Diablo so like that was all of my you know teenage years kind of thing. And I really honestly going into college, I would say in the middle of college until I started working here, didn't do that much. like I was really ambitious in another career field. And um, I didn't play video games much at all. And then I kind of stepped back from what I was doing before. And um, at at COVID, when COVID happened, the career that I was doing before, like, completely disappeared. I used to run restaurants. And um, I, I stepped back from the restaurant that I was running to kind of, like, start training some managers underneath of me while I was GMing. And then when COVID happened, our restaurant closed. And I was like, all right. Pull in on the arcade as soon as the arcade reopened.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people have very similar memories with video games. I mean, the NES is just yeah timeless. Everybody has played it, and um, it's it's hard to get around it. And I feel like anybody that's had a long stint with video games and got into PC gaming has have touched something that Blizzard made. Like it's pretty hard to not oh play, yeah play a course, Blizzard game yeah. at this point um so let's talk a little more about the arcade and let us know like what kind of events you guys have what your schedule is when people could actually come and visit things like that
1: yeah so um we do public hours we have friday night saturday all day uh sunday in the afternoon and right now we're doing monday nights we probably are going to stop that with the fall it was a really good uh, summer thing to do and that's our public hours we do we have a uh, no tokens no quarters we just have <clears throat> where you come in and you pay $12 and you get to play for as long as you like for that day. So like on Saturday, we're open one thirty to 11, you can come in at one get your wristband and play all day. If you want to, um, it's, it's like the best deal in town. And so that's public stuff. Um, public hours are really, really fun. I love, love, love showing people around, like in the games and like teaching them about the games and like, igniting the love of games in kids who, like, they walk in and they're like, whoa, you know. Um, so that's, that's the arcade. That's public hours. And then we also have Dominion Pinball League that plays here. So um, it's the International Flipper Pinball Association. Is that? Yeah, I'm trying to think if that was the right order. Sorry, I get orders mixed up sometimes. Um, so it's, it's all, like, officially ranked. And we've been doing that for years here. Um, We did a selfie league throughout COVID and we just started back and like real competitive gameplay where all of us play together. Uh, And that's really fun. We do that every week on Tuesdays. And we've got a pretty solid group of people who come and do that and have been doing that for a while. Um, That that I think is like the biggest uh, constant thing that we do. We were doing some events beforehand, um, before COVID. I feel like BC is now before COVID. Um, And we haven't done any events in person just because we've been really, really cautious as far as um, having a lot of people in here. We've had a pretty low attendance cap. Um, And, but with that being said, we do have someone, one of our pinball league guys, our pinball league is like really close to us. We all, we get to know them as friends. You know, it's very similar to having regulars at a restaurant, like, You really just get to know these people. So we had a guy who um, played with us for a long time. He died of lung cancer earlier this year. And so we're doing a he he called me up. This is crazy, crazy. He called me up um, a couple weeks before he passed. And he was like, listen, I trust that you will do this. I want you to make me a pinball tournament. And I want every single dollar to go to charity. And I want you to keep my name alive. And I was like, you got it, dude. Like you, thank you for choosing me for this mission. Um, So we are having a memorial tournament for him with money going towards um, anti-smoking campaigns in St. Jude, which was his favorite charity. And we're going to start that in April of next year. Um, We also have another tournament that we're going to do another pinball tournament. We really do focus on pinball tournaments. I would say the most, just because all of our, um, All of our techs are super into pinball. But what we are trying to get started this year is to do more with like actual arcade cabinets. Um, For Pac-Man's anniversary was 40 year anniversary uh, in 2020. And since we didn't get to celebrate it because we were closed for COVID, I did an event this year for 41st, better late than never. um, And I had an event where you could go around and do a Pac-Man Passport and you fill up uh, your highest score in each Pac-Man game that we have because we do have 5 in the arcade and then turn it in and whoever got the highest score would get like bragging rights and then everyone went into a lottery to win different prizes including like, you know, Pac-Man merch and stuff like that. So that was really fun. We try and do things that go, you know, from the casual gamer to people who just come in here once every couple months all the way up to the really serious gamer.
0: Yeah, I mean, those sound like awesome events and a lot of good reasons behind them. And obviously pinball events are fun too. And it's, it's nice that you want to do arcade stuff too. I mean that pinball or the Pac-Man thing sounds fun. Like you have all the different Pac-Man games, play them all and see how you match up in each one of them. Um, Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of everything I had for you. Uh, All that's really left is just let people know where they can find you. So give us those social media links.
1: Yeah. So on Instagram, we're decades arcade I do have a TikTok, but like apparently I'm too old for TikTok. Uh, <laughs> that's decades arcade too. Um Facebook is Seaville Pinball. Um for those of you who aren't familiar with Charlottesville, we go by Seaville. And we are in Belmont in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is a short walk from our main like downtown mall area. Um we have this huge, lovely warehouse to come and visit us. And like I said, we're open Friday nights. Right now, we'll probably go a little bit um we end up shortening our hours for fall. But right now we're open Friday nights from 5 to 11, Saturday one thirty to 11, Sunday one thirty to 6, and then Monday 6 to 10.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm going to throw all those social media links down in the bottom here so you guys can check them out. Um, and you definitely should check this place out, especially if you're in the Virginia area and you want to play some pinball. I mean, why, why not, yep. right? Um, yeah, I mean, anybody that's- I...
1: Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, go I... Go Forgot to mention that we are, like, the biggest arcade within hours. Like, I don't know of an arcade this big that I can drive to. I haven't explored DC yet because we are only two and a half hours from DC. But, like, we're, we're like, the spot for a while.
0: <laughs> I mean, you have a 100 games. Like, that's not yeah. a small arcade by any yeah. means. So
1: I was, uh, I was very uh, touched when someone from Ohio told me that he drove all the way here just to play our baby Pac-Man pinball. That's a
0: long ways. That's actually, yeah. I've never even seen a baby Pac-Man, so that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So anybody still watching, thanks for checking us out. Uh, if you like what we're doing here, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And thank you, Lindsay, for coming on and chatting about the arcade. Thank and you. Until next time, peace.